everyone. Hope you're all doing well. This is a Saturday night edition of the Jeff and Rye Hockey Podcast with Jeff, Rye, and Steph. I'm Rye with Jeff and Steph as always. Uh, we have an exciting announcement. Uh, the Jeff and Rye Hockey Podcast is proud to announce that we are partnering with Til- uh, Tillsbury Pizza Boy. If you're in the Tilbury area, you need to check these guys out. Cash, credit, or debit available on delivery for your convenience. This coming weekend, Saturday, February 13th, and Sunday, February 14th, they have some great Valentine's Day specials lined up for you. For $37.99, you have your choice of two fantastic options. You can either go with a medium specialty pizza, pound of wings, large salad, and garlic bread with cheese, or if you're looking for something a little bit more romantic, you can also get two chicken parm penne's dinners with uh, penne pasta, large salad, and garlic bread with cheese. Add dessert to any special with your choice of deep-fried candy bar. Oreo, Snickers, or Mars bars options are available. Or go for the uh, ready medium apple pizza pie. Visit their website for more info at TilburyPizzaBoy.com. That's T-I-L-S-B-U-R-Y PizzaBoy.com. We're going to start the show a little different here tonight, folks. Uh, We got an employee of an NHL club uh, joining us today. Um, his name is Blake Bonbeal. He works for Calgary Sports and Entertainment Company, which includes the NHL Calgary Flames, the WHL's Calgary Hitmen, the National Lacrosse League's Calgary Roughnecks, the CFL Calgary Stampeders, and the AHL Stockton Heat. So, uh, without further ado, Blake Bonbeal, welcome to the show. Blake. How's it going, up, boys? You guys got sponsors now, making it big, big time, <laughs> big time. Buddy. You know what, buddy? No, you okay. know that's awesome, guys. I uh, because we affectionately call Moose. What's that? I said we uh, affectionately call you Moose. That's your nickname. Yeah, you're not wrong there. You guys, uh, I, I can't say anybody in Calgary knows that nickname, but it's. Uh, they <laughs> I think they're gonna now. Calgary probably listen to this, but that's awesome if they do. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Oh, I'll share. I'll Everybody's going to call you Moose now, man, for sure. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just, just to get started before we get into what you do for, for the Flames and, and all the other teams that are represented under the, the umbrella of teams there, why don't uh, you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why we're having you on the show, I guess. Yeah, totally. Um, so, I mean, I'm from, from Tilbury, Ontario, uh, obviously. Uh, some people might know me in the area. Um Grew up, grew up playing hockey, um, played, played a bit of hockey with you guys, obviously, and um, eventually went in, played AAA for Chatham, Chatham Maroons there, and um, or the Chatham Cyclones, and, you know, it made a, made a good impression, and uh, played my uh, 16-year-old year with uh, Dresden, and um, ended up making the Maroons from there, and then, uh, well... I guess had had a couple stints and, and cracks and attempts at the O. Um, went to night camp, went to Guelph camp a little bit there. Um, and I know we were talking earlier. I got to play with guys like since it's a hockey podcast. I figure I'll share my hockey background with you guys. Um, Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I played with like Tavares um, <laughs> at night camp, and it, it was funny just. I'm in the room with that guy because he was on my team and lucky enough got to be on a line with him for, for a game. But I'm just like staring at his legs and the poor guy probably thought I was checking him out. But um, 
uh, basically, I was just like looking at his legs. I was looking at mine. I was just like, geez, that's what it takes. Eh? Well, at least you weren't looking at what's between <laughs> his legs. So that's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a good yeah, point. Yeah, at least it's good point, but, uh, Yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, John Carlson was there too. And it was, it was funny. So I, I was playing against him and I go and hit him. And basically, he just looks at me and he's just like, don't you ever effing hit me again. <laughs> <laughs> so so just some plug out there at the end of the day but uh ended up going back finishing up my junior career with Chatham um didn't have much in the tank or in in the option bill I suppose um when I was finishing up so picked up the phone called the University of Windsor coach and basically was just like yeah, you can come up for a tryout. I, I can't promise you anything. We got a pretty full roster. Um, but by all means, come out, compete, see what happens. Um, and yeah, it was a walk-on to the University of Windsor uh, men's hockey team and played five years there, three, three in which I was a captain for the team and uh, three of my last five years and won an OUA championship, went to a couple national championships and I guess more importantly, out of all that that hockey journey and experiences, um, ended up going and, and completing a master's degree. And it's really opened the door to where I'm at now and um, took a risk in moving out to Calgary and uh, like was working at a mall for, for about three weeks here uh, before I even had a job. Um, but yeah, ended up landing with the Flames and it's a pretty – fast fun pace or moving organization and absolutely love it so so that's that's great obviously we knew all that but it's good for the fans to get some basis about kind of what led you to, to where you're at today um you know transitioning from from your playing career to to working for for an nhl club um what what exactly do you do for the calgary sports and entertainment company um just to kind of give again the fans some some base about about what you do yeah, so in normal times, I'm in I'm in group sales and season ticket sales um, for all four of the teams that you mentioned, minus the um, AHL team with Stockton there because they're in Stockton. But um, yeah, in a normal year, I'm doing that. And in these times, I mean, we're still selling a bit of season tickets, but it's more so going to the to the games in limited capacity. So going to a few games and just assisting with the media and PR team. Right. Right on Blake. How many people are like roughly going into an NHL arena right now on any given night? Like, would you have a rough number to, to be able to give us or do you think it kind of varies per team or? Yeah. Um, it definitely varies per team. I mean, I'm just trying to, off the top of my head, think of how many people were in the building. I went and worked the last Sunday game uh, where the Flames played the Leafs. And uh, I want to say there was maybe 50 people in there. It's tough to say, though. It's very wow. limited, very limited. I mean, even so my job was to really just escort um, like the, the Leafs taxi squad, show them where they're sitting for the game and uh, went and like Dubas came in. So I just showed him where his suite was, showed him where, like, he could grab his food. And just if he had any questions, he could kind of just come ask me anything. Um, 
so, I mean, for the Leafs, they had uh, three three guys that were up there in terms of taxi squad. And then there was Dubas and another one of his assistant GMs with them. So, they had five guys wow. there, right? So, on, an, on a normal game, they probably would have ten. Who knows? Right? Yeah, for sure. That's uh... – I'm I'm sure the arena probably like when it's empty like that, even it probably doesn't look like there's much people there, even if there's a couple hundred because it's so spaced out too, right? Yeah, and it could have been a hundred. It was just so spaced yeah. out. I mean, the the fake the fake crowd noise just. <laughs> what, what is that Woo! like? The fake crowd noise, like it actually sounds pretty good on TV. Is it? Does it look weird when you're actually there, like looking at no crowd? <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> different, um, but they do a pretty good job, like with the timing of it. Like, like you said, it, it does kind of bring that atmosphere on TV yeah. a little bit. Um, so, I mean, it, they do the good job with the timing. It doesn't sound off or anything, but it is just odd when you're used to seeing 20,000 people in that building on any given yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. So, Blake, I know you said that uh, you were kind of uh, the chauffeur for, for the Leafs taxi squad. The Dubas Get Rise resume. That's what he wants to know. <laughs> That's what he's asking you right now. <laughs> 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 right. Carry on, bud. Pretty much. <laughs> Did you pass along, though? Uh-huh. I gave him, I gave him uh, Rise Drop the Gloves a uh, little <laughs> URL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, you know what? Rise had some really good hockey fights, <laughs> though. Steph can Steph can uh, uh, point to that as well. I'm sure. The uh, the Richdown one's my favorite. Oh, but, same uh, we're getting up. Yeah, I, I was Rich gonna bring that, that up. I was gonna bring up that Richdown yeah. one. That was a good one. But uh, Rye, you can go back there. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. I don't mind yeah, you guys I, talking I fi- about my fighting career because that was pretty much all I was smiling at. as we're talking about it. Love and life. Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> tell me more. Do I hit very hard? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm just just curious about uh, like I like we had talked about the other day. I know you're kind of a, a stylish guy, so just curious about the fits that the uh, the boys were wearing walking in the rink and. Who was kind of the best dressed, uh, best dressed leaf? Yeah, yeah. Well, Dubis was kind of just looking like his normal <laughs> self, I guess. It's just, um, but uh, I'd probably say I don't know a lot of the guys' faces, but I knew like Robertson was there, and um, I, I gotta say that Sandine was probably the uh, the best dressed looking guy. Um, he's got that uh, what is it, Swedish or Finnish flair to him, so. Swedish, yeah, yeah. Swedish. I got one question for you. Did you yeah, uh, no, look he, at his thighs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't quite get down that. Did it bend over and take tires you or not? I was too bad. I know you were talking about Dubis there. I know, did you get a chance to talk to him at all or like anything interesting? Not really. Like, he, he was the first one at the game, like, two hours before the game, and he basically just pulls up his laptop and gets to work. Like, that guy's dedicated. There's a reason why he's where he's at at the age he's at. Um, like I said, he was there the first one at the game, two hours before the game, basically when the doors opened. And, I mean, when a guy's that in, not intense, but just that, like, focused, 
you could tell like you don't really want to bother yeah. him in a way you know yeah yeah so no that... so yeah i mean that, that was the main thing yeah um so i know you got a few good stories there from being in calgary now for you know two and a half years um you know we had kind of talked about again the other day uh you had a pretty interesting uh iggy retirement night um you know kind of if you want to talk about that for for a minute yeah yeah for sure um well it, it kind of started i guess the the week really prior so we knew that like this retirement night was happening obviously before I guess general public really knew um but he's like walking inside the building and um where I'm located inside the offices our office is located inside the saddle dome and he's like where I'm located he's he'll walk right by like all the time and like the first time he walked by I was just so like starstruck kind of cut off caught off guard um, cause I didn't expect Iggy to walk up, walk right by me. Right. And he's just got this like aura about him and kind of just this persona where it just like illuminates the room. And I mean, maybe it's just cause he's played at that high pedestal where he's looked up so much when you're a young kid, but like, it was just super cool to see. And I, I was at one point I thought I'd have to yell Iggy. So he'd give me a, a, a pass to win a golden goal or something but but uh no it's just really cool to like see him and he gives me a little head nod and you're just like all right well I an iggy that. head nod that's life <laughs> yeah majestic creature he is yeah and like um in terms of the night like it was awesome like just luckily enough i had won a sales competition um for the game and ended up I was lower bowl seats looking directly at the ceremony um and it was funny so like we had before the game we were supposed to lay out all these uh t-shirts on every single seat in the building um but they weren't there about let's say 30 minutes before puck drop or maybe an hour before puck drop so they basically got there and we got 20 20 000 odd seats in that building so we had a, a company-wide email go out and basically just said whoever is in this building if you're available we need your help <laughs> and like we ended up finishing it before they went out on on warm-ups but talk about just like a fast-paced industry and um it doesn't always work out as planned but you make it happen um but yeah just just stop scrubbing <laughs> your toilet and get down here <laughs> pretty much but just this that whole the whole night for iggy it was so well done and i mean obviously he's a legend in calgary and i know he played he didn't finish his career here but he's just so, such a well-known figure in the community and it was just really well put on by yeah, they're not so well known in boston apparently yeah <laughs> Yeah, don't ask him about the weather. So I, I just want to clarify to all our uh, listeners of the podcast that we're talking about Jerome McGinley, the ex-captain of the Calgary Flames. Just to clarify. Thanks, Bill and I. We appreciate that. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. Uh, 
So anyways, Blake, uh, just wanted to uh, touch on a couple things. I know you've kind of organized a couple events while you were there. Uh, the staff hockey tournament, which as boring as it sounds, is actually a pretty cool story. Obviously getting to play with some alumni and whatnot. And then also the uh, the alumni versus the first responders uh, game, which obviously, um, you know, gives a big shout out to, to those first responders. So if you can just uh, tell kind of those two two stories uh, in your own words. Yeah, I think I think the, the first um, probably more important thing right now is to just focus on the first responders with what they're doing and everything right now, um, given COVID and everything. But what we did for that alumni game and first responders was um, like uh, one of my one of my um, special groups that I work with is first responders. So that's fire, uh, EMS and, and um, AHS. So the, the whole umbrella there. But um, basically, we just organized two games where we gave a five dollar kickback to the organizations for everybody that bought a ticket. And we organized a a Flames versus Alumni game. We had like Mason Grayman out there, Mike Commodore, um, to, to name a <laughs> yeah, to name a few guys, anyways, and then some other guys I didn't really but, know. But, hey Blake, I got a question: um, Is Mason Raymond as fast as NHL 2010 makes him on the video game? Because like, I, I just remember using Mason Raymond on the video game, dude, and I could go like a hundred miles an hour up the ice, like end to end with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he still looks like right. he's like 18 years old. <laughs> so does like, Jeff. He looks so <laughs> young. Basically, <laughs> yeah. kind of had the, that disease, uh, the the Todd Chapman disease, which uh, for anybody who doesn't know who that is, he uh, can skate really fast <laughs> in a straight line. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the Mighty Ducks guy called? Mendoza? Yeah, Mendoza. Yeah, yeah, but uh yeah and then uh so we organized that it's super cool uh i had the kids out and everything and obviously they get to see like mom and mom and pops out on the rink with flames alumni um and then i think uh probably the coolest thing that our organization does is we call it the finance cup so it's basically we do like a big company draft I'll, I'll say I went third overall. No big deal. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no big deal. But, uh, that might be trademark. Careful, but, careful. Uh, yeah, but uh, we do um, <laughs> like it's a it's a video draft. So like all some upper management's in there. Like Craig Conroy's in oh. there drafting. Um, we have our our. Um, Martin Jelena was in there. Um, who else was in there? The GM for the Hitman was in there drafting the teams. And then the GM for the Roughnecks. And then a couple other management folks. Um, so they broadcast that live. Like, it's it's basically like a week leading up to the event day. And um, and then they, they um, will have, like, trades by email throughout the week. And, like, it'll be, like, for a case of beer and, and whatnot. Like, it's just... Good, good fun. And then really the day of, we, we come to the rink. It's a normal work day, but we're essentially just playing hockey all day. And uh, it's a tournament-style round-robin bracket. Um, and you're playing against guys like Jelena, uh, Conroy, McGratton, who's <laughs> no pretty doubt. scary out there still. Um, yeah, Brian McGratton. Um, and he, he goes hard. 
Like he does not <laughs> mess around. Uh, and, and like I Johnny Gohard. What's that? The Johnny Gohard, eh? Even in the alumni game. You know what? He's I'm a not scary man. Yeah, he's a scary man. This, he'd beat the shit out of me. I do not blame you at all, Blake. I yeah, do not blame yeah, you at all. Exactly. Yeah, and like I, I remember I was on a so one of the games, uh my my job was basically to shadow uh Martin Jelena, which is pretty awesome. I guess I was in his back pocket all game. I don't know if he liked it or he didn't like it. But uh <laughs> and then I guess another just small story after that was I was on a breakaway. And all of a sudden, like Craig Conroy comes out of nowhere and just back checks me, and I'm just like, "Well, I guess you still got it a little bit." How many? Yeah, uh, how many pims have you taken in that just tournament? Just kind of smirks. And I say that asking you this question because I'm looking you at your what? stats here, and uh, you played 27 <laughs> games one year at the University of Windsor, and you had 109 penalty minutes and 27 hockey games. <laughs> is that stat wrong or uh, is that real? Did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was angry that year. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's accurate. And if yeah, you look you at the next 20, year, though, complete different Blake. I, yes, complete different human. Yeah, yeah. Coach, coach brought me in. He's like, Spartan, Spartan up. Like, like, be better. I'm gonna give you. A, I think it was the year he gave me the C, and he's just like, you, you can't be doing this. 109. Give you this. Like, did you guys so, play whole period short-handed or what? <laughs> 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 uh. You know what though? That's no fights, no tests. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's university hockey. Yeah, no fights. <laughs> yeah, you don't fight there, so it's. So were you out there just like a lumberjack, just hacking away, or what? Uh, yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I played. I played that. Uh, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. It seems like it. <laughs> Um, kind of wanted to touch on a couple other things. Obviously, since you've been there uh, in Calgary, that is uh, the uh, organization you work for um, has seen a couple of championships, a, a National Lacrosse League championship and a Grey Cup. Um, I know that uh, uh, when talking about championships, we're not talking about the Flames. You might be GM before they win enough cup, but... Um, God, fire. <laughs> I'll take that bet. <laughs> um but yeah no if you can if you want to touch on uh on those two championships uh i think those are two pretty cool cool stories you know what the leafs have eight wins on cloud nine. He's on cloud nine. how long nine. that was like nine nine <laughs> <laughs> kids might be gm we got we got nine wins just in case anybody's counting nine wins <laughs> no but um in terms of the the rough next championship um it, it was last year 2019 and just super cool like we're the only um nll franchise that basically bolsters on average about 13 to 15,000 oh, wow. uh, fans a game for for a lacrosse game it, it's those games are so much fun um like it, it's kind of like going to an ncaa game where the fans are in it they have a goal song where all the fans get up and cheer uh, like chant a song, sorry, and um, it's just a lot of fun, and obviously the beer's flowing and and the food's flowing, but um, like we had for the for the finals, we were sold out, 
um, completely sold out um, for that game. And it was just on another level. Um, and the great cup. So we hosted it uh, last year. And I mean, we, we had Keith Urban in the building and uh, just super cool to be a part of like the hosting um, volunteer part of it. And obviously getting to work behind the scenes and, and kind of getting that experience. Um, and then, I mean, yeah, the flames, it'll come one day. We'll, we'll see when that comes, but we're, we're, <laughs> well, well, speaking of the flames, uh, I know that they haven't looked good on the stat sheet, but, uh, the real question is, do they look good in the new jerseys? What do you think of the retro jerseys? I don't mind them. I think there's some better ones out there. I, I mean, they're definitely better than Detroit's and the Leafs, but, uh, <laughs> like Detroit's looks well, like we play like we're practicing too don't and... worry <laughs> yeah that's a good point and uh yeah the Leafs I don't know I just don't like the color color scheme but uh I don't know the meaning behind Blasky so so it's tough for me to get completely behind it and I don't think a lot of people in our organization besides the retail team knows the actual meaning behind Blasky so Unless you guys know. Yeah. Are they setting horses on fire in Calgary or what's the deal? there? <laughs> Whatever. No they got idea. sick pads and gear. I like day. it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do like the pads. On the, yeah. They're looking the sharp. There. Rich just came what's out like there? the other day and they looked pretty good. Yeah. I like those with the logo in the middle. Yeah, the white. You never get the... to see the logo in the middle because no goalies are playing yeah. like Chechiak back in the day with the pads stuffed together. Standing there with their ass on a toilet seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> what uh, What teams have uh, surprised you the most coming into the uh, Saddle Dome? Um. This year, anyways. Well, I, I think I'm gonna just reflect on last year. When like fans were in the building, um, I, I think when Colorado came in and beat oh. us out in the first round in, in 2019, like they were just on another level. Watching McKinnon, he was unbelievable. Um, just his his three step stride was so fast. That like little snap that he does, unreal. When he goes far, um, like, to score that overtime goal, like that oh. was filthy to see. It, yeah, it's just so fun to watch, and like it's 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 tough to compare him with McDavid because they play a little bit different. Like McDavid's kind of that run and gun, I find like get him the puck and he's gone. Whereas McKinnon, he he's so shifty and you don't really know what he's going to do with the puck. Um, I, same with McDavid, but I just find he's a, he's a bit quicker. But um, I think the most surprising team for me this year is Montreal by far. Um, they're just Ottawa right now. I don't know. Montreal. Just I don't know if you uh... do that. <laughs> okay, I, I know, <laughs> but I, I just I just don't think they have a lot of weapons, and they seem to keep winning. I think Price has something well, to do with I, that. I but... uh, I tell Rye every day that uh, Montreal is the big dog of the division. He doesn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you're not anymore but after today number one first <laughs> place in the north baby don't count don't count the flames out yet don't count them out yet they're they're a slow starter 
You and Jesse, eh? Jesse was like, oh, they're going to win the division easy. They're freaking like 500 or whatever they are. Come on. Bro. I don't know if we'll win, but I think we'll we'll definitely make playoffs. I, I don't want – Oh, yeah, for sure. I almost don't want to win the division because we can't seem to get out of the first round when we win the division. True. True. Although, uh, yeah, I, I had them penciled in to make the playoffs on uh, on my uh, on my predictions. I had them, uh, Winnipeg, the Leafs, and and Montreal. But yeah, no, I think they'll they'll turn it around a little bit. Obviously, Vancouver's kind of taking a nosedive, yeah. and uh, the sorry, go ahead. Oh, I just said, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the and the Oilers. Uh, you know, until they get their uh, there's some depth figured out and defense and goaltending, um, you know, pretty much their whole team outside of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Um, once, like once they get that figured out, then like they'll be all right. Come on, Rye. You're, you're just chewing them up, Rye. Come on. <laughs> um. All right. Yeah, no, uh, while, while we still have you, Blake, we're going to get into uh, who wore the pylon. And uh, another special announcement, uh, the, our segment of uh, who wore the pylon also has a new sponsor. It's uh, sponsored by Retro 21 Barbershop and Hair Salon. Now, guys, I know during this lockdown that our lives have been put on hold, uh, including getting your flow trimmed up. Retro 21 Barbershop and Hair Salon in Tilbury, Ontario is the spot to get your salad cut or give you the nice fade you've been trying to give yourself since COVID started. Oh, Jeff, oh. you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Not just for the lads. <laughs> Tiffany works with any hair and will make all the ladies look and feel their best. Opening back up, government permitted. February 19th, call the book your appointment today at 519-682-0353. That's 519-682-0353. Or visit their Facebook page at Retro 21 Barbershop and Take Hairstyle. Take care of your lady. Now, getting into the... Who wore the pylon, boys? <laughs> Take he, care of the he gives a great That's right. Boys. Take care of the lettuce, great boys. Fade. Yeah, I know she does, but it, I know that you've tried to give yourself no, one uh, at home, Jeff, and it didn't work out so great. She does her but. best. She does her best. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sticking up for the wife. I like uh, it. <laughs> um, uh, Steph, let's my start with you. Who wore your pylon this week, uh, Belt Media. Getting rid of my boy, Dan O'Toole. How do you do that? Jay and Dan have been a combo for years, putting Ooh. laughter to little kids' hearts. Yeah. And you tear them apart. Just kind of broke <laughs> me a little bit. It sucked. I hate to see it. So I had to put them on this week. That's a great pick, Stace. I didn't even think about that one, bud. Yeah, good thing. I don't – yeah, I don't – I know that they're – that, you know, they're making cuts because of COVID and everything, but it's not like they're doing so bad. Like I said to you, they're they're – Still part owner of the Leafs. They can't be doing that bad. So, um, you know, like that we leaves. said, the, the rich that keep leaves. getting richer, but it is what it is. I, I, Reese, I hate, up to you. I hate but... to do this because it stays, <laughs> my boy stays, but I got to go with the Red Wings here. Like, their last win was on January 19th. Um, Probably in our started... practice jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, st- they started with a, with a pair. <laughs> this losing streak all started with two big owls to the Blackhawks, and the Blackhawks aren't even supposed to be a good team this year. They've been outshot in every game uh, in the last eight-game losing streak. They've been outshot every game but two, uh, 13 goals for and 33 goals against. They're definitely getting my pile on this week. Still can't figure it out. <laughs> That's fair enough. 
What's what's what was that stat? Yeah. What was that stat Bernier, we seen the other no day? Goal, there has no Red Wing goalie like, other than Bernier has won a game in a Red Wings jersey in like four hundred and something days. Like I, dude, Steph, I was check. I'm checking yeah. the box scores of these Wings <laughs> games the last eight, and dude, you guys have like put hey, every like great two, three Empire Falls boys, twenty six good years. Every great Empire Falls. <laughs> I think it was yeah, like 84. 84, get it right. 84. Is it? <laughs> no, days, days, yeah. days. Oh, days. sorry. One but since days. then, it's probably yeah, been a couple days, more days, days. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a good At sport. At least you're all uh, uh, worst in right the league that. and pick yeah. fourth again. It's going to be all right. The NHL sucks. They do us over. I get it. <laughs> Um, Moose, who wore your uh, who wore your pylon, bud? Uh, I hate to do it to Helen Buck because he's a great goalie, but Tana Tana's goal uh, from from the blue. I gotta go with the Flames uh, scoring on Helen Buck uh, a couple games ago, all the way from the blue. Did 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 any of you guys actually see the uh, Drysaitel goal on Hodberg? Or no? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Apparently, it was was terrible. But anyway, that will move on. That's a good pick, Blake. No, Hellebuck's Canadian. You guys know that? I yeah, I yeah, I was for myself from a couple episodes ago. It's It's gonna say yeah, he he played (laughs) NCAA. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, no, no, no. I was just, I'm just joking around. Um, my pile on this week's going to Ryan Hartman. I don't know if you guys seen the goal or not that they're not the goal, but the play that, uh, Kale McCarr made on him, but basically broke the thing. <laughs> I heard he's still back. Right that was, uh, that was doing that terrible. That. Just... Cha, cha, cha. <laughs> I think. Yeah. All the, all the way, way to the moon. moon. He's still I think. Back that... the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that wasn't, uh, wasn't a good look. At least. I mean, for his sake, at least they didn't score on the play. But still, just Kale McCarr, like, what a defenseman that guy is. I just watched the highlight pack of him last night. Oh, my God. I creamed. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he's something else. He is is really good. But anyways, uh, Blake, we wanted to thank you for coming on. Appreciate uh, you giving us uh, your time this late on a Saturday night. It was – a pleasure talking to you, and we hope to have you on in the future, bud. Yeah, thank you, guys. And I just wanted to give you guys, you know, a, a quick shout-out. You guys are obviously growing and getting more views and um, obviously getting some sponsors now, which is awesome. And, you know, you guys have found a, a good a good way to stay engaged when everybody's, um, you know, at home. And it, it's really good that you guys are doing this. And um, it, it's just great to – obviously talk to you guys too it's been thanks, a long Blake. time thanks so a lot Blake. yeah thanks a lot man it was thanks again we'll talk soon boys take care see ya brother <laughs> oh that was awesome that was awesome yeah oh that was what a what a blast having him boys no I know I I was I was honestly I just I, thought oh, about it now. You're it up after he's off, eh? <laughs> I rate the second he gets off. Throw him off. Might have been sitting on that one, eh? Might have been sitting on that one. Heard he took 109 pims on that, too. <laughs> <laughs> All 
some other hockey news here uh obviously uh everybody's kind of seen and heard the news this was earlier in the week about tony d'angelo um obviously uh we've seen that you know the rangers uh you know he had a situation with the rangers they didn't like it obviously and have since uh waived him he's cleared waivers he's sitting at home uh the rangers gm jeff gordon's come out and said he's played his last game as a new york ranger uh you know with with Tony D'Angelo, you know, he's had his issues. He got suspended a multiple times in junior, a couple times for sure, uh, for racial slurs. Uh, one of those times he was suspended uh, for eight games uh, for a racial slur against a player on his own team. Uh, he's been, This was his third NHL club in his young career. He's only 25. Uh, you know, he was drafted by Tampa. Stevie Y said he'd give him a chance. They had to move on from him, uh, obviously, because of, you know, stuff that was going on in the dressing room. Goes to Phoenix, Arizona, um, plays there for a year, uh, and then they move on from him now to the Rangers. Seemed like he really had his career going in the right direction last year. Had fifty some odd points um, yeah, in a great in a great season. Obviously, like he had put, uh, all, yeah, it looked like he had all the put all that stuff behind him, uh, you know. And then this year, obviously, there's lots of rumors. We're not going to get into them, but um you know obviously the the latest one was that uh, he got in a little tussle with uh, Georgiev after the last game he played um you know based off of something that Georgiev had said um or sorry that D'Angelo had said to Georgiev uh that started that fight um you know obviously it, it appears that he's a cancer in the room um you know I, I kind of want to get your guys' opinion obviously you know us all of us playing hockey not at the level that Blake did obviously but Knowing, you know, what a cancer in the room can do to a team, and and well, how that. Uh, here, right? like I'm watching this Edmonton Calgary game right now, and they just had Berkey on, and they just were talking about the uh, D'Angelo thing there. Coincidence or not, I don't know, but and they just showed, like, even in the first game there, when he took that uh, misconduct, unsportsmanlike for slamming the door. Like, it's not even just being a dink in the room; like, he was being a dink on the ice, costing his team on the ice. And I think the GM did what he had to do for the greater good of the team. And if that's moving on, obviously he's not the first one. So maybe sitting at home is what this kid needs. Yeah, yeah. Like by the sounds, of, I was just reading an article. Like it sounds like the GM of the Rangers is willing to let this kid sit the rest of the year if a trade doesn't come that he likes. Like he's not just gonna take a bad contract back or anything either. He um, he made it clear he's willing to to wait this out, and they're gonna buy him out in the off season if they have to. So. This is quite the storyline. I know last week on the podcast, you know, we kind of touched on the these RFA players wanting out of their teams, like Victor Mete and Sam Bennett, and these rumors coming out. And here we go. We got a, uh, I believe, um, D'Angelo is still an RFA, and you know, and here we go. It's it's the flip of the script, and now the GM's got some control, and he's putting the player where he should be, obviously, based on some of the stuff that we're hearing, whether the rumors or truth or whatever the case may be, but you know, some facts are facts. And uh, I think it's well, personally, I think it's great on the New York Rangers to, to be bold and, and take this stand here. Yeah. Like where there's smoke, cigarette. there's fire, right? Like, and you know, after enough of these rumors come out, you know, some of them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some of them have to be, I mean, some of them have to be true or obviously there's whether they're true or not, there's a lot of negative things going on. Cause otherwise, you know, they wouldn't just let, you know, a four and a half million dollar player sit um, until they can find a decent trading partner for him. 
uh, you know, just because obviously there's, there's things going on that, you know, uh, the public isn't privy to, but, um, well, did you, you know, guys, it's obviously well, bad yeah, enough to, to make him set. So, you know, like I, I agree with you. Sisterkin or whatever, kind of making fun of uh, D'Angelo after the last win. No. No, after the win when they were going down the hallway into the dressing room, no. like Sisterkin turned around to Panarin and like said something. Panarin like pretended to freak out and like made kind of a joke of the whole situation. So oh, obviously no way. Like, they don't want him in the room. They're happy with him gone. Yeah, no doubt. I yeah, I mean that that puts him in a tough that puts him in a tough spot, puts the Rangers in a tough spot. Um, I mean it's not good for anybody. That all being said, does another team take a chance on this guy? Like how many clubs does he does he get a chance on? Like is somebody gonna take that risk and hope that he, you know, smartens up and and uh gives him a chance to play on their team? Like obviously he's got talent, he's a good player, but like he's, he's worth he's four, he was fourth leading yes. score among yep. D Man last year. Like that's quite you know, that's quite impressive. I'm sure a team could use him definitely down the stretch this year, next year, wherever, plug him into the lineup, he's gonna fit anywhere on any team. But like with his track record, I I just personally I, I couldn't pull the trigger on wanting to bring him in if I'm a GM. That's just my take, but I I would not until I know that he's gone through some anger management issues or some stuff to show that, you know, he's back on the right track. I just couldn't take a chance on him until he's showing some commitment from his side. Yeah. I wonder if it's, I mean, a completely different situation. So please do not quote me on this, but uh, Roberto Osuna for the Jays, obviously, you know, he got into some trouble um, and uh, the the Jays decided to move him on to, to Houston um, and when that happened, the, the Houston GM went to the room and said, this is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And uh, we're going to give him another chance. And then Osuna had to go in and basically tell the team what happened and kind of own up to, to his mistakes. Um, I wonder if that's, again, completely different situation. But I wonder if that's something that, you know, if D'Angelo does move on to another oh, I would, team, I would that's think something so, they're going to have to do. It's, it, like no team, no player on any team, given the track record. Like you got – Panarin in the starting goalie for the Rangers making a joke about it. Panarin's a well-respected top athlete in the NHL. So when you see something like that happen, I think it's it's kind of sets the tone for what kind of player he it truly says a was. Lot, a couple to me, at least it does. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, to get on to uh, some more yeah. cheery news, I guess it, that was yeah, a bit of a, a bummer, but it is what it is. It's. Uh, uh, we want to get it on to the, the segment we started last well, week. Steph's like can't say, miss bets. Steph, what do you got for us this week? It was definitely bud? a hit. It was definitely a winner. And now if you bet the house, you own two houses. So let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Good for you guys. This week, like it's it. going to be ironic, but I'm going back to the same game. It happens to be on a Monday. We got Nashville. We got Tampa. I'm taking Nashville for the win on the money line at plus 175. Put 100 down, win 175 back. It's a steal. They got good goaltending the other night. They took a loss, but they got good goaltending. I think they're going to bounce back and uh, get a win here against Tampa. Right on. Good. There we go. There we go. So 100, 100 bucks, you get 275 back. That's, uh, that's a great little bet. Um, so that being said, let's move on. Uh, there's uh, obviously, you know, the whole world is dealing with COVID, but uh, the NHL is starting to, to see – 
obviously the issues that are going on, especially in the States. Um, you know, I think there's, there's five teams that are uh, under protocol right now that are, are delaying games because, uh, because of all the COVID positivity tests. Since uh, the league has started this year in the, the last two and a half, three weeks, um, there's been over 100 players and coaches that have, have made the COVID list. Um, there has been none in Canada. Uh, just by circumstance, I think it's probably a lot to do with population and the, the rules obviously being a little stricter here has made a difference. But that being said, you know, um, there's still lots of it uh, as an issue in total in, in the league. Um, I think that's something to, to keep an eye on and uh, we'll have to touch on that going forward. Obviously, uh, we don't want to see a situation where the, the, the league suspends the season or, or anything like that. I know that uh, the league has recently <laughs> – uh, taking out the glass behind the, no, the benches. I just laughed because when I saw better. that, I just thought it was funny. Sorry, go ahead, Steph. It, it reminded it it re- me of old it school hockey. Me back, yeah. like, well, it was funny. Hockey. That's yeah, what I thought of right hockey. away. When like, Patty Walsh had traded me right after now. Yep. That, that's the exact same thing that came to my mind, too, is the yeah. Patrick Wall walking over to the whoever it was. Yeah, trade me right now. Trade me. I supposedly Airflow, the reason yeah. they did it is so that it can improve uh air in the you spit forward it comes back um, in your face which i mean i guess it makes sense uh they would yeah I, I guess so i don't know i i i don't know if that's going to make a big difference i think it's it's not what they're doing in the rink that's the problem i think it's um you know outside the rink you know if, if players are allowed to kind of do what they want outside of the rink um, and not to say that you should take anybody's free will away, but if, if you're going to do that, then player, you know, people are going to get COVID. It's just, it is what it is. So um, if, unfortunately uh, it's affected the NHL hard. Like I said, we'll have to keep I'm an eye on that it looks like and, and like see how that Colorado was supposed see how to play that plays out. Lewis and Arizona was supposed to play Minnesota. Cause I'm seeing it postponed on my NHL right now. And then it looks like they moved Arizona and St. Louis to play each other today. So yeah. obviously they weren't the two teams that were infected with anything. So, at least they kind of made the, like made a game out of two of the teams that were infected and just made them play each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to make up some of the hockey, right? Like they're they're on a limited time schedule, so they have to to make up these games when they can. Obviously, it's going to lead to a lot of back to backs. I'm sure later in the season, uh, we've we've talked about it. Uh, I think on the first episode, Jeff, um, where. Uh, basically, you know, if the games don't mean anything, they probably won't play them. Uh, there's lots of scenarios where, you know, depending on where the teams are sitting in the standings, well, they may not mean anything. Today, if that's uh, the like case, they just, they just won't just play going them. To a 48-game schedule, so, schedule due to the fact of, like, some teams are getting to a point where they're not even going to be able to fit 56 games in, like, even just for safety reasons. And I could see that. That would be frustrating as a Canadian fan, though. Like, watching the Canadian teams, obviously, they haven't had an issue yet. I mean, it could become one tomorrow. Who knows? But um, it would be frustrating. Even in the, for the teams in the States, you're talking about, you know, five teams that are, are locked out right now um, because of COVID. And the other 21 teams are, uh, are still rocking and rolling. So, it's, I mean, that would be difficult. I think everybody wants to try to play as many games as possible. So to see the to eliminate um, eight games right off the bat, uh, just to to get it there, I guess I, I it would make sense. Yeah. It would just be frustrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, we'll keep an eye on that, and we can discuss it down the road. Uh, another interesting storyline that came out this week 
Um, I don't know if you guys seen the interview with uh, Paul Maurice talking about how he was offended that the uh, the media seemed to be chirping Blake Wheeler a little bit. Um, the whole argument kind of relied on on analytics versus the eye test. Um, I guess there there's two questions I have out of that one. Um, what did you guys, did you guys see the, the interview? And if you did, what did you think of Paul Maurice's comments? And two, um, you know, we're all at the age where we're kind of half-assed in between the old school uh, thinking of hockey and the eye test and new school in terms of, of analytics. Um, so I guess to start, uh, Steph, like, yeah, what, do you, what did you think of like, Paul Maurice's comments? Take care of 20 other guys. And if he doesn't see that Blake Wheeler's performing at the level he should be, I think Paul Maurice would not allow him to be in a situation or put him in situations that he has. They trust him. So, like, yeah, I, I'm rolling with Coach on this one. Yeah, I, I agree. You got to go with the coach. Well, what do you like, think, Jeff? I think he's, uh, you know, he's the bench boss for a reason. They put him in charge. He knows what's going on in the dressing room. Like, you guys all know uh, dressing. There's so much more than just what we see on the ice, right? Like, we don't realize, like, yeah, maybe – Blake Wheeler was a minus one in the game when they only won two one and he was on the ice for the goal against and he, he didn't have any points. He didn't look that good, but, but killed the DJ. Know, Col- he was DJ in the room and killed it. Got the boys fired up for that win. Ex- exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm going for. You know, like we don't always see the, the fine details behind the scenes sometimes. Right. And just playing the game. We know that there's a lot more than just what we see on the ice, a lot more preparation that's behind the scenes. And, you know, we're talking about, Blake Wheeler here, 17, 18, st- and uh, 2017, 18, you know, 91 points in an 81 game played season. Uh, followed it up the following year in 18, 19 with 82 games played, another 91 point season. So, you know, last year he dipped into about 65 points in 71 games. So, production's coming down a little bit. I mean, he is 34 years old. So, you're going to see him start to slow down a little bit, but he's still the leader of the Jets, still a great captain, in my opinion, and I'm definitely siding with the coach on this one. Like, he still has 11 points. Uh, at the time, he had 11 points in 10 games. So it's not like he's underproducing. I think the the, the media at the time, again, they're, t- they're talking about analytics. They're talking about stuff like uh, goals expected. Um, so if anybody who doesn't know what that means, basically when you're on the ice, um, the expected goals uh, was – so his percentage was 30, some, 34%. So that basically meant that um, – the other team was outscoring Blake Wheeler's line at a 65% pace um, versus his 34% or expected goals were 65%. And that's just like individually Blake's fault. Um, so basically, like, again, and, and then it comes to Corsi. And... <laughs> it's your fault. Well, it's your fault, yeah, it's, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's him and, and it's mine. I don't know. Uh, that's that good job. It. Yeah. So it, it, it comes down to me – it comes down to, to possession. Um, you know, if you have yeah, I, the other team, obviously yeah. your expected goals for is going to be a lot higher. So you just have to have a lot more. Um, but that being said, like like we said, his stats were – he's still got 11 points in 10 games. He's still the leader of that club. We don't know what's going on in the dressing room. Um, obviously, Paul Maurice, you know, has got to step up for his captain. So I get it. That probably won him some points, some brownie points in the room. And uh, But that being said, you know, He's probably the media guy still right a little bit too. Um, the Jets aren't off to the best start in the world. And, you know, if, if 
they're not possessing the puck as much as they should be, especially Blake Wheeler. He's a kind of grinded in the corner type of guy. He needs to have that puck to be successful. Um, you know, obviously, you know, he's got to get off the schneid a little bit, uh, but he's still producing. So it's it's hard to, to knock him when he's still doing that. But it kind of reminds me of the Leafs in the, the Phil Kessel era, you know, when him and Ozak um, were See, out there. Right they're now, scoring they're a lot of like, goals, so but they were giving up more than they were torn. So you said with line A and then Pierre Luc Dubois coming in, like there's so much going on at this very beginning. Like once it settles down, I think maybe they'll they'll sharpen up and they won't be as poor as they are right now. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think, uh, again, another storyline to keep, kind of keep an eye on. I'm interested to see how Pierre-Luc Dubois does um, in, a, in a Jets jersey. Uh, kind of curious to see how, how how they can kind of uh, get going here, obviously, with Hellebuck being a I'm solid goaltender other than the other night. He left that goal in from the other end of the ice. And if that's like um, what he plans on doing with Pierre-Luc. Well, exactly. And I think, you know, him and, and Mark Shifley, it's important that those guys, um, you know, do that, obviously, with, you know, but at, at the same time, I don't know if Pierre Luke needs that, really. Uh, obviously, he was the, the top gun in, in Columbus, right? So does he need that mentorship? Maybe not. But I think just to get on a, a new team and be successful, well, I think it, it'd be it, important right, for those guys to, to do that for him. That guy's going to um, go out there and that, skate like it's a shinny hockey game yeah. in the National Hockey League. I think he needs some mentorship. I think he does need a little mentoring, my friend. I agree with that. I was going to say that, Reese. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you there. He, that shift was atrocious, and, and he needs to to smarten up, obviously. And you know, we again, we don't know what what happened, but um, for yeah, sure, I think that's worth a mention. I, I don't want to get too much on topic with this with the Dubois thing, but I actually caught an interview earlier this week with Tortorella in Sportsnet, and it was really. Really cool to see, like, you know, I know a lot of people have some backlash on Tortorella, even myself at times, but he just really demands a lot from his players and he wants them playing at the best of their ability and he really tries to get that out in them. And if he can't, I, I think he just, he's not afraid to, to show you where to sit or to, to, to kind of get on you a bit. And uh, we don't, like I said, we'll never know the whole story there, but. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Dubois is going to do with this new that, start. That torch tunnel can be deep. Like I can head down it that can. one for yeah. hours. Yes, sir. That, that could be. Oh yeah, that could be a never-ending. Torch just hole, doesn't understand right? how it's like how you can't work hard because that's all he asks for. Just go and play hard. That's all he wants. So he doesn't understand if you show up to the rink and don't play hard. He's like, it's not that hard to ask. Like it's not a hard thing to ask for. He's not asking you to go be an all-star. Just work your bag off and give him all you got. That's all he wants. Yep. Yeah, for sure. I know you're. I know you're a big Tortorella big fan. Guy. You, big you act, guy. You a, I think you have a tattoo, don't you? Oh yeah, <laughs> I, right on my I belly button. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think you know. I guess kind of getting sidetracked here a little bit, but I don't know if if, if you guys seen the uh, the there were some storylines coming out of Winnipeg that the reason why Lane didn't want to to stay there was that. Uh, he felt like the the environment with with Wheeler and Shifley wasn't uh, wasn't healthy, um, you know that they were kind of a pain in the ass to deal with, and um, you know they probably thought vice versa that that Lane was the pain in the ass. But I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to go with Pierre Luc Dubois, um, you know, because obviously if if 
your leadership isn't uh, leading, it's going to be very difficult for your team to be successful. So, um, you know, I don't know if you guys seen that storyline or not, but I, I thought that was interesting. And obviously that could lead to a lot of things in Winnipeg. If, if that's the case, then uh, Paul Maurice needs to step in and maybe do something there, or uh, maybe it's time for Wheeler to move on. I don't know what the case is there, but that was a interesting story. Yeah, I see, no, for sure. Right. Uh, Thanks for bringing that story. It's, I it's, just, uh, did you just say like Blake Wheeler's not leading? That's really sitting on me here. Is that what you just kind of hit it towards? Yeah, no, that's what it's not. Like, that, well, I'm not point saying point that. I'm just saying that's the story I heard this week that uh, there was some the points. Yeah, there's there's leading. There's a prime example of leading. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. No, I know, but you know, I, again, we were talking about cancers in the room with D'Angelo. Like, if there's a negative yeah, environment, more like this is the um, you know, that's that's not good around, for the like team either. Guys, Maybe like, that's like, you know a thing or two about media over there. So, yeah, I just, yeah. I'll never stop with media. I think they're scum. Even if we're going to be some one day, we're still going to be scum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. It's. It's just an interesting storyline. Again, I think that's something to, to keep an eye on. We'll see how Pierre-Luc Dubois does in his debut with Winnipeg here coming up this week. So, um, you know, Lonnie's had a pretty good start in Columbus. So let's uh, let's wait and see how Pierre-Luc does, and oh. we'll go from there. But, uh, uh, Jeff, I wanted to uh, to say you did a really good job with your interview earlier in the week um, with, with, uh, with Kyle there with the Florida Panthers fan. Just wanted to get uh, your thoughts on, on the interview uh, with Kyle. And uh, also on the Florida Panthers, obviously off to a hot start. They're, I believe, 6-0-2, haven't lost in regulation yet, just keep on rolling away. Even with Bobrovsky struggling out the gate, he's letting three and a half a game, but he's 3-0-1. Their backup, Chris Drieger, uh, also 3-0-1, but he's got like a 1.97 goals against average, just uh, really doing well. Uh, Aaron Eckwood's off to a hot start. You had to say it, man. You had to. He's got six goals. You had to say it. Of course. But, yeah, no, they, they're just off uh, to a well, hot start, off and right running. There, um, um, so, yeah, Reese take it away. definitely a little nervous doing it. Um, you know, Kyle's a good friend of mine, and, and we chat at work often with hockey. The kid really loves hockey, and it was really great that he took that time to – to do the interview with us. Let's give him a big hand, eh? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Kyle. You did an awesome, buddy. Awesome job, Kyle. It was a great interview, bud. And, and, you know, I knew before the season, Kyle and I got to talk a little bit. I think he was a little uncertain before the season started of where maybe the Florida Panthers were headed this year. Just because, you know, like losing a guy like Hoffman and Dandenoff, and I can't think of a few others. But if you think of, like, who the GM went and brought in, right? I know Hornquest was kind of – I didn't think he would – start off the way he has this great this early but I like the move of getting Duclair I think that was a really smart move you know I me being an Ottawa fan I got to see Duclair play a lot last year and his first half the season was unreal man that kid played with a ton of speed mind you he was getting lots of minutes on the power play and whatnot but just a fast player a decent set of hands on him good vision for the net and where to score and how to score and um you know, second half, he obviously really tapped, uh, tailed off. And, you know, like he took matters in his own hand and tried to get a better deal elsewhere. And it didn't really pay off for him. But it's it's nice to see that, you know, Florida kind of took advantage of this situation, gave him a chance, brought him in. And, you know, he's off to a great start. So 
you know, they got anyone with Huberto there, like Barkov, the captain leading the way to Barkov's. And Barkov uh, might be one of the most underrated hockey players in the NHL. Absolutely. I was just going to say that, Stace. I totally agree. Like, you think of Florida and themselves, like, you don't really hear much about them. They get, what, like, 12,000, 13,000 fans a game? Like, they're 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 last to Ottawa. Like, them and yeah. Ottawa are in the basement. Hubert owes a stud, like you said. Like, they got a yeah, lot Hubert, of talent. They're just, they're, they do have a lot of raw talent down there. So, got, guys, not to interrupt you, but uh, well, yeah. Florida's <laughs> actually <laughs> leading the league in attendance this year <laughs> just because they're one of the Give it to Brian, boy. Give him, give him that they deserve, eh? Put some respect on that. I love that. Put some Some, somewhere that somewhere the Panthers GM is just smiling right now, eh? Just sipping champagne or something crazy, but uh, yeah, they got more fans now than they did when there wasn't COVID. But uh, yeah, I think very like Steph was saying, just a lot of underrated talent down there in Florida, and and um. They made some right moves. They got some great rookies there, like Kyle mentioned. I know Tippett. I can't think of the other two off the top of my head. I know another one was a defenseman that they got brought up and going. And uh, getting stellar goaltending uh, from that Chris Dredger. And uh, I hate Dredger. I hate I hate to say this out loud, but I believe he actually wore the Ottawa jersey for a little bit too. And now he's got a new start. He's kind of rocking it out right now. So I thought what do you know what? Or something. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was just really, really awesome experience to to do uh, that interview, and I'm really looking forward to doing more interviews. Uh, Stace launched a really cool name for uh, the interview going forward to all our listeners. It's going to be called Steph. If you want to share on that, I'll let you take that away. It was your idea, man. The three Fs. Yeah. Well, I've always mixed them up, though. I'm like, is it fan? No, or I know, fly? but I just feel like when I say three Fs, people get a little nervous because they just oh. might not know what these Fs might be. <laughs> So is it is it Friday Friday's fans? fans favorite? All right, Friday's <laughs> fans favorite. So it's just going to be a little new, uh, uh, little interview process that we're going to do with the the listeners from the podcast. We're looking for all sorts of listeners, uh, women, uh, different teams all over the National Hockey League. Anyone that wants to come on and do an interview, you can get in touch with us, uh, and we would gladly love to bring in for an interview when the timing's right. And, uh, yeah, we'll make it work. This uh, Anchor app, we got to give a little show to them, even though it's been uh, – it's free. It's real nice, easy to use, and uh, it's easy for everyone to navigate during this COVID time and just kind of draws us all in together, right? So it's been uh, been a really cool experience taking this little part role on as well, and it's, I think it's been fun for everyone. It, it doesn't even need to be about the NHL, honestly. It could be like you mentioned women – you know, just talk, yeah, if, if we want to get some women I, I think, on, that I want think, to talk I think my mother-in-law would love to talk um, to Mitch Marner. Like, yeah, uh, I think she would just know. love to just to just talk about him and, and how well of a, a nice man, young man he is and well-respected. <laughs> and she, She's definitely a big, beautiful, Mitch big horse fan. teeth. I love him. Yeah, big. You know what? The, the kid can play the game. She's got it. She's definitely picked a good one there for sure. He's a little underrated out of the three of Matthews Tavares. Marner can play. I'll give the kid that. Definitely can I, I know he does. I think he's like leading, God, he's, he's got twenty points out. already this season. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's definitely that's what I mean. The 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 kid can play off. He's yeah. definitely oh, yeah. a gem there for sure. And he's not hidden either. I didn't wouldn't mention that. He's definitely a gem in uh in the Leafs organization. A great pick. But yeah, like just to that, we're looking for anyone that like Rye said wants to come on and and do an interview. And it can be a wide range of topics and uh, 
just great to uh, get some fan perspective from the podcast and some feedback and, and different things like that. We really are grateful for everyone listening. We're and people tuning of the in. people. We're people of the people. Exactly. You got it, Stace. You know, like this has just been a ton of fun for all of us here. We're, we're having a lot of fun and we're just glad that uh, you guys are enjoying it and giving us feedback and helping us make improvements each each week. Well said, bud. Well said. Uh, before we let you guys go, I uh, obviously there's a big uh, event going on tomorrow. I think everybody knows what's going on. The Super Bowl. Uh, I want to get your guys' picks. Who is going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow? I know for the fans listening, uh, this podcast you won't hear until Monday, but we are saying we are making these picks in advance. It's only Saturday night right well, first now. Of all, I would like uh, to say who is going to win the Super Bowl tomorrow? Manning, first out Hall of Famer. Nice. Good, good yeah, shout yeah, out. Yeah, good up. shout out. Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, I got to give it to the – Congrats. You know, guy played football and had a head like so you got to give it to him. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, my team – <laughs> my pick my pick for tomorrow is gonna be I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with the young buck, the gunslinger, the side armor. That, that, the side yeah, the <laughs> owner, what Mahomes. is he? Half owner Mahomes. of the Kansas City. Uh yeah. <laughs> the Royals? Yeah, the Royals, is it? The, it, it is he yeah. Smart yeah, man I didn't know that. well. Did the yeah, right thing. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the young gunslinger. The young gunslinger. Um. All right, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff who's your pick for tomorrow, bud? Thirty. Miss field goal. All right, I'll thirty-five go, um, seven. Okay. All right. I'll go Brady. I I want to say Brady, but I want to go back to the champs. Like they deserve that respect, you know. So Mahomes, I got. I'll go. I'll go Mahomes again. I just think you know Brady and them. It's a great story. I just don't know if they're going to be able to get it done. Uh, Mahomes was just there last year. Maybe the concussions rocked him up, and I, I don't know that yet. Maybe we'll see that tomorrow, but I'll, I'll take the safe bet, in my opinion, and that's going with the chance. Come on over. Come on over, Come baby. On over, yeah. and, I'll go, and I'll go with a, a 30-28 score. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, another tight, tight game, tight game. All right, all right. Uh, I Delete. am going to quote <laughs> Mr. Whitney from Spit and Chicklet. Uh, he basically, he basically, to paraphrase him, he basically said that, uh, you know, if Mahomes wants to be better than Brady, he needs to beat him in this game. And if Brady wants to be the best ever, he has to beat Mahomes. Um, you know, as much as I hated Tom Brady and the, the New England Patriots, uh, the guy is a winner. He just keeps getting there. Um, and, for me, I think it's going to be him. I think he's going to to win tomorrow. Uh, the Bucks are going to win thirty to seventeen. He and, went on and uh, off the field. Tom Brady's going to cement his legacy yeah. as the best ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody knows what he's saying, Bill. Knight. I didn't say that, Rye. <laughs> All right, boys. It's been a slice. Hey, it has. Right, we should do. Uh, we should do that segment. It's been us, a slice, like, boys. Everyone knows. And we'll call it like the now you know. Hey, 
to, to be to be fair, there, there but you are dead. Who did not know who you guys were mumbling about? Iggy, who did, did is listening to that podcast? Oh, I probably. I believe that. Thank I do you. believe that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank I'll you. give you that. That's all I'm getting. At. But if they don't know, then they need to fucking check themselves. Can you believe that? For those people out there. <laughs> yeah. Not not only that, but if you're listening to this podcast yeah, as yeah. your first welcome hockey aboard. podcast ever, welcome good aboard. for you. That game. is awesome. I'm glad you're listening to three bowls. And by the way, if anyone ever asked, Iggy assisted on <laughs> Welcome to the show. The Let's channel. just say that. just a little trivia for you guys that don't know again. Just let you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Actually, that's a good piece of information, Steph. I'll give you that one. Um, yeah, no, boys, it's been a slice. We want to thank Blake again or Moose uh, for coming on the show and sharing uh, his claims. Uh, it was great to have him on. Hopefully, we'll get him on again here soon. Um, but uh, other than that, thing, thanks like for listening, down, everybody, think, and uh, have yourself a good week. Yes, yes. They, I really, you know what, guys, their they first uh, sponsor to uh, sponsor on the show, advertisement on the show to come on board and, uh, it's it was real awesome and encouraging to, to speak to the owner and, and uh, just kind of get his um, take and, and be willing to give us a chance. And we're, we're really grateful for that. And another shout out to Tiffany as well at Retro uh, 21 uh, Haircut Barbershop. Real uh, big thanks to her as well. And uh, yeah, we're just really grateful. Thanks. Take guys. care of your lettuce. <laughs> Love it.